Welcome to the prolific teaching ministry of Pastor Emmanuel Ire, lead pastor of Celebration Church International. It is his vision to partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith. Ready, set, grow. In Jesus' mighty name we've prayed. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, this evening, we're going to continue where we started last week. For the midweek services this month, we are treating the believer's walk of victory. The believer's, what did I call it? (laughs) The believer's love walk. Victory is is in my mind, that's why. The believer's love walk. Hallelujah. And this is so crucial. Can I tell you what I discovered? I discovered that when it comes to biblical discipline and discipleship, as you grow and you truly grow, the simple things will matter the most. The simple things will matter the most. There are many grandiose things that people think account for spiritual maturity. But when you talk about love work, love work, this is most important. Most important. Praise the Lord. This is the essence of our faith. The essence of everything is faith that works by love. If all that you do with your life is to know Christ and to love him and to make him known so that others can love him, you've lived well. Do I need to say that again? I said if all that you do with your life is to know Christ and to love him, to make him known so that others can love him, you have, you have a life well lived. It's the essence of life. And so, last week, I shared with you a story, a parable of Jesus. In Matthew 18, he talked about um, a rich businessman who called all his servants to account, and they began to give account of all their stock, and it was discovered that one of them owed. I gave the Naira equivalent so that, you know, you can get the picture well. One of them owed 5.4 billion Naira. $15 million. The way you get your money back when someone is owing you in those days is the person is employed to labor and he will work the money's worth. Praise the Lord. You know, but well, so this man says, well, you're owing me money. You and your family, you're going to have to walk the rest of your life. And he lies prostrate and he says, please don't do this. Give me more time. He asked for more time. And I will pay you all that I owe you. The master did better. He didn't just give more time. He looked at the man and said, you know what, don't worry. I forgive you that debt. And now that's a great miracle. Great miracle. Anywhere in the world where you are forgiven such a debt. It's a great miracle. 
And this man on his way back, he sees someone else who owed him Naira equivalent, 5,000 Naira. Again, he had just been forgiven of a debt of 5 billion. I'm using, uh, for, in the Bible is 10,000 talents, but I'm saying in today's money, is 5.4 billion. He was just forgiven of that on his way back. He sees someone who was owing him 5,000 Naira. The Bible says he grabs him by the throat. He grabs him by the throat and says, you must pay me my money now. And the person pleaded just the way he pleaded, but he won't listen. And so he throws the person into prison. One of the things that touched me about the story is the other servants were so touched, they were the ones who went to report. They went to report to the master. The guy you forgave wouldn't forgive. The guy you forgave wouldn't forgive. It's a powerful picture. Maybe I'm going to dwell on that point alone next week. But the point of all of this is this. And this is so important. God holds everyone accountable who receives the love of Christ. He holds you accountable. The reason he told you that story is because even logically, it's a story you can relate with. You can relate with that story. I mean, you were forgiven much. You ought to reciprocate that forgiveness. It's a story we can all relate with. But as it pertains to our vertical relationship with the Lord, translating to horizontal relationship with people, we don't always make that connection. But God is telling you the connection is there. If I forgave you so freely, so generously, don't you dare refuse to forgive the people around you. Say with me, I walk in forgiveness all the days of my life. Say with me, I have no grudge against anybody. What a way to live, to live without grudges. You're not a secular musician always singing haters. Haters, you know in their songs? Haters. Some believers still use hashtags like that to haters. Bye to the haters. They said we will make it. Who is they? You're just obsessed with yourself. Maybe no one is looking at you. Nobody's looking at you. I said it years ago. I think three, three years ago, I said, if you think no one is watching you, to think no one is watching you is to fool yourself. To think everybody is watching you is to be full of yourself. You must walk in that balance. If some you just hate us, how about you just focus on what God has asked you to do? God holds you accountable. It's a beautiful way to live. You are not trying to prove a point to anybody. You are not trying to get back at anybody. You are not even trying to succeed so that the people who said you will not succeed will know that you have a God. You know, we have ways of spiritualizing our vengeful and vindictive attitude. You know what I'm saying? I give God all the glory. Hallelujah. <laughs> you spiritualize your hate. But he said, 
I've forgiven you much. Forgive one another. That's all he's saying. Amen, somebody. And so, in Jesus' earthly ministry, he's praying one day and the disciples come to him and they say, teach us to pray. And he teaches them to pray. Matthew's account puts it this way. Matthew chapter 6 from verse 9. It says, After this manner therefore pray ye, Our Father which is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. First of all, you have to understand, I wish I had enough time to dwell on this. You need to know that this prayer was in anticipation of the redemptive work. It was in anticipation of the redemptive work. So there are many things that, they, that were a prayer point then that is not a prayer point now. Are you getting what I'm saying? You need to understand the phrases, the figures of speech that were used. Now we don't say, your kingdom come. His kingdom is here. Don't you understand what I'm saying? We herald the kingdom. We announce the kingdom. The kingdom came the moment the Holy Spirit came into us. That's the kingdom. The system of heaven gaining preeminence through men in the gospel. That's the kingdom of God. So now the kingdom is come. So if you're going to pray this prayer, pray it well. The kingdom is here. Hallelujah. But it was a prayer at the time. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And he says, give us this day our daily bread. You know, give us this day our daily bread. He already told you what the bread is. John chapter 6, I am the bread. Come from heaven. He says, eat of me. Hallelujah. So listen, he was, this was a commentary on what he had already said. He said, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it, as it is in heaven. He's telling you how the kingdom is going to come. He will give us that daily bread. Needful bread. Necessary bread. That's how the kingdom is going to come. He will forgive. Now, a, a lot of people pray that prayer as if it is present continuous. Today, you are still saying, forgive us our trespasses. He in Christ forgave you. By giving you that daily bread, he forgave you your trespasses. Don't you understand? And in this, so this prayer is an anticipation of the gospel. And in doing so, he also tells you a very crucial response to receiving the gospel of Christ. You've received that daily bread. And now, and in Christ, and in receiving that daily bread, it means he has forgiven you. All your trespasses. And now what does it require? You forgive those who trespass against you. It's part of the contract. You know, in our day, a lot of people, when you're trying to install something on your phone, an app on your phone, terms and conditions, we just scroll down and click, click agree. How many of you take time to read that stuff? <laughs> Four pages. Terms and conditions. I agree. It has put many of us in trouble. 
you, you see, we have to be very cautious. Someone said, he was talking with his friend about a Nigerian actor. And they began to talk, how old is this guy? How old is this guy? And they, nobody could say for sure how old he was or how old he is. So they went, they went on a search, search engine. Of course, you know what search engine I'm talking about. And he typed the first letter of the person's name. And guess the suggestion that came out? How old is Olu Jacobs? He typed O, and that suggestion came out. And he said, these guys are listening to us. You know the, you know the funny thing? He likely pressed something that permitted it. But just terms, terms and conditions. Praise the Lord. Has it ever happened to you? You went on Jumia or Conga to buy something. And for the rest of the day, all the adverts that were showing. That thing or a similar product on your, on your phone throughout. For instance, iPhone users, there's a way to stop that in your settings. You just haven't checked. But anyway, that's not what we're talking about. But it's very similar. Maybe the same thing applied to salvation. You didn't read the terms and the conditions well. You just say, ah, he forgave us our trespasses. You didn't read the other part. As we forgive. <laughs> well, I'm here to tell you, it's part of the contract. You must forgive. Praise the name of Jesus. I would know that this sermon was a success if by the time I'm done, there is no single person here who holds anyone to heart in a negative way. No animosity, no grudge. You lay aside that weight. It's a burden. By the time we're done, every single one of us, every single one of us, no matter how big, no matter the gravity of the offense, he has forgiven us our trespasses. Say that with me. Say, he has forgiven me my trespasses. Now I forgive those who trespass against me. Hallelujah. You will spend the rest of your life forgiving. And all the forgiveness that you're going to do all your life will not still be worth what he did for you in Christ. He has outdone you. You can't pay him back. You forgave our debts. We forgive our debtors. That's the Christian devotion explained. The preoccupation of the believer. That's the believer's love work explained. He forgave our debts. We forgive our debtors. Hallelujah. As great as his life is, he's projecting it to you. Don't think... I'm the one who gets to do it because I'm the son of God. You know, we are all children of God now. 
He's teaching us to pray. This will be our mindset. Paul put it, put it this way in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. Philippians 2, 5. Philippians 2. Time flies when you're making sense. Time flies all the time in Celebration Church. Some of you are late. You are late. You are late. All right, Philippians 2, 5. Just no, I'm not playing. What do I mean? Philippians 2, 5. It says, let this mind be in you. I'm going to come back to this phrase. You see, hmm. There's a lot you will miss if you don't learn how to check lexicon. A lot. But we'll come back to this. It says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and made, was made in the likeness of men. <laughs> and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Let this mind be in you. What's he saying? He stripped himself of advantage. Hey, listen. When you consider this religiously, the impact will be lost. As it pertains to you, do you know what it means to strip yourself of advantage? Think about every advantage people have. Like money, fame. Do you know what it means not to know people in Nigeria? Are we talking? Because everybody is trying to cheat you. Everybody. Everybody. If you were going to come into the world to save mankind, how will you come? Listen, is humility enough that you agreed to be a man? You need to understand that. The Bible says, he, this is the way the Bible described the incarnation. The Bible says he took on the form of a servant. Do you know what it means? To lay aside divinity and subject yourself to humanity. It's, it's, it's humble enough. But not just that. Now you were born in a manger. Maybe manger sounds too tush. The kind of place where you keep Goat, Christmas goat in your house. Maybe not as horrible. <laughs> but for animals, they just literally found somewhere. You, know, uh -uh. you need to understand this. We're talking about God here. He could pick any family to be born into. You pick the family of a carpenter. If you had the privilege to pick where you will be born. Just imagine. <laughs> you know, one of the funniest memes I've ever seen. First scene, the lady was, was pushing and was about to put to bed. And the guy came out. As he opened the door, he saw, you know, SARS harassing somebody with dreads. He saw... You know, the road with water, you saw, he, he just ran back, entered the stomach, 
We saw him in another womb somewhere. Came out in Dubai. You know? <laughs> Praise the Lord. But now, he picked, so he stripped himself of advantage. Why? Because he was coming to serve. To prove sonship by obedience, by sacrifice, by surrender. You're not getting what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. Okay, quite all right. Yes, I'm going to lay aside divinity. I'm going to do all this. But not under pressure. There are things <laughs> that we try to do. But under pressure, I've told you, pressure re reveals character. Pressure reveals conviction. He was pushed to the wall. He can be forming humble, you know. Okay, I'm going to die for you all. You're not saying thank you. That's fine, that's fine. I'm going to do it. And then they begin to beat him. Picture this. As all of this is happening, every single angel is waiting for him to just say a word. Just a signal. Are you with me? It's, this is, this is, this is, this is the height of temptation. Like, all of this can end now. Can you picture what I'm saying? He's among soldiers. Huh? They block his eye and they are slapping him. The same prophesy who slapped you. You don't get it. Michael is just like, <laughs> I just, I just, just, let me flick them like a little. Just, just, let's, let me just do this. You've read the Bible stories. One, so, one angel can take 200,000 human beings. <laughs> I just, just a little. I want to just. Are you getting what I'm saying? How, how can you handle that? He didn't say a word. As he was going to, to Golgotha, people were crying. He was persuading them. He said, don't cry. What kind of... Do you understand? He did all that. He did all that. On the cross... Despite all he had been through, he still thought about his mom. He said, he, told, he put her in charge of John, or John in charge of her. Woman, behold your son. He's still thinking about others. You, when you have a bad day, people are meant to understand why you are so erratic, why you are so unkind, you know. And you're talking to everybody anyhow. And they say, why are you talking to me like that? You know, say, I had a, I had a bad day. Nobody should talk to me. But Jesus, after he was scourged, after nails were driven through his wrist, spear through his side, he was still thinking about someone. Are you with me? I'm, I'm like, this is tough. This is tough. This is incredible. In all of this, he could change his mind. He said, the Father has given me the right 
to lay my life down and to take it back up. He had the right. Praise the Lord. Think about this. And you say, oh, it's because of who he is. And then the Bible throws it back at you. Let this mind be in you. Which was also in Christ. It gets deeper. You know when you say, let this mind be in you. Okay, I have that mind. <laughs> but it's deeper than that. The Greek word is phroneo. Those of you who are my good students know phroneo. I've taught on it before. In the joy series. Set your up. Let's see where else phroneo is used. Look at Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. All right. Let's see an example of where this Greek word is used. Colossians 3, from verse 1. If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ seated at the right hand of God. Set your affections. The three words are one Greek word. Do you understand? It's, this is how translation works. Those of you who speak Yoruba, when you say something and someone says, explain. Have you ever needed three words to explain? Or many words to explain one simple thing that you said. That's an example of what's happening here. So it's actually one Greek word. Translated into four words actually. Set your affections on. Phroneo. So he's saying, don't just say, oh, Christ is risen for me. Mm -mm. Let your mind be where he is. Let his mentality be your mentality. And the word phroneo means, you know, to set your affections means interest yourself in the mannerism of Christ. Interest yourself. It means to savor, to savor. To, so now he's telling you all that Christ did. And he's like, that should make you salivate. I want to live like that. I want to be like this. Oh, this is incredible. So now, we are not reading Guinness Book of World Record, Most Humble Man. When you're reading Guinness Book of World Record, you're like, you are inspired, but you are not challenged to do. You understand what I'm saying? Everybody there is crazy. <laughs> so you're not trying to, you just say, wow. So, God is saying, don't have that approach to the things Jesus did. That, ah, he did this. Ah, he really tried, though. <laughs> he really tried. Mm -mm. He's saying, let it spur you to do same. We have to be challenged and inspired by his life. Okay, you are sacrificing, son of God, born in a manger. And all of that. Do you know what it means to fast 40 days? Do you know the way we avoid temptation? We just avoid temptation. <laughs> I know that sounds simple, but when I explain it, you will get. Okay, I'm fasting. I'm staying away from food and all of that. But now you're fasting as the son of God, and you can literally turn stone to bread. No matter where you are. There can be food. 
Do you know your own fasting is different? You know, that's different. <laughs> do you know? And then the devil comes and he said, you are the son of God. Turn stone to bread. And he doesn't. Man shall not live by bread. You don't get it. This is incredible. This is incredible. So we see absolute submission to the will of the Father. We see the sacrifice. We see the humility. And God says, that's your destiny. Walk like that. Praise the Lord. Ah, terms and conditions apply. <laughs> your people of salvation has that written on it. We must interest ourselves in this life, in humility, in a culture that pushes you to match the madness. You know, in Lagos, you will wise up. By the time, you know, someone was telling me, <laughs> he, he was trying to relocate to Lagos. <laughs> and the same day, Lasma caught him twice. No, there's no Lasma in Abuja. You know, I see some people do some things. You know all these ramps that lead to a bridge? You, know, you take... You enter the service lane, and then you climb the ramp to enter. I've seen someone reversing there in a, at least five times. <laughs> but here, they caught him in the morning. He paid 15K. In the afternoon, they caught him again. He said he paid 30K in one day. <laughs> so, so now, the Lagos Express, another person says... Those of you who have not lived anywhere else, you won't really get what I'm saying. If you've lived in Lagos all your life, chances are you are not normal. <laughs> you will laugh. You won't know until... You know, when I went to Abuja, I was like, ah, everybody's nice. They're pretending. You know, everybody's nice. Everybody's nice. I, I think I've told you this before. The first day I was driving in Abuja, you know, like the first week, I was just honking normal. Someone stopped and wound down, like, why are you honking like this now? So I'm like, ah, oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, this one is normal now. You'll be playing music, you'll be following it. Ma, 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 ma. <laughs> That's how we used to do. <laughs> What kind of noise is this? I was like, ah, I felt too embarrassed. I had to readjust. <laughs> Lagos people are uptight. Uptight. You're suspicious. Sus suspicious. If someone greets you on the road, you're like, you hold your, you hold your pockets. Can I help you? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know the direction? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. 
Praise the Lord. I, I gave someone a lift. <laughs> and we parked somewhere. And the people that parked beside us just opened the door and it hits my door. Tug, just give me tug. And the man looked at me, you know, are you not going to talk to them? Yes. Do you understand? It's not as if the person is doing it repeatedly, you know. <laughs> Hallelujah. There's a temptation to be, you know, you always want, now you are determined nobody must take me for granted. You can't live like that and be walking in love. Make no mistake. To walk in love is to be vulnerable. To, to be vulnerable to hurt. If you are not vulnerable to hurt, you are not walking in love. Walking in love is going to, you have to, it's going to disarm you. Hallelujah. That's the life that we have been called to live. That literally is the life. He says, look at Jesus, look at what he did, and desire to walk that way. Isaiah prophesied about Jesus. And this life, in Isaiah chapter 53, verse 7, he said he was oppressed and afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. So at every point, he went through it. I told you, I can't remember, if it, was it you guys I told or Abuja? If the redemptive walk was just for him to be stripped of his clothes, it's embarrassing enough. If they were not going to beat him, they were not going to put him on a cross, they just removed his cloth the way they did. And they walked him all the way to Golgotha. It was quite a distance. And everybody in the city was looking at him. Do you know what that means? Some people would not be able to take it. After they get to Golgotha, even if that was just a punishment, just trekking, they say, kill me. It was... It was dehumanizing. It's now, even for you as a human being, it's humiliating to even think of it. Then think about someone who is, even being born as a man was humble, was humility. Then you had to go through that. You had to go through that. Now, this great sacrifice. Said that's your life. Live it. Live it. <laughs> like a ship before the shearers is dumb. He opened not his mouth. He could have defended himself. He could have. <laughs> you, don't, you need to understand, this is a guy that said three words to a storm, peace be still. And there was great calm. You want to arrest such a guy? You know, you just, power is tempting. You know? 
Just imagine, you, you, you'll be creative. <laughs> Maybe the person that spits on you, there's somebody, there's pat on him. You were enjoying everything. They beat you, didn't say anything. Put crown of thorns, then someone has pat on your face. They just say saliva. He will just change. <laughs> you know? <laughs> to thick muko, that green one that you have when you have cough. You just turn to a pile. <laughs> don't mind me. Don't mind me. I'm not, it's not like I think this thing, so that's not the way I think. I have the, I have the mind of Christ. <laughs> it's the movies. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Set your affections on this disposition. Let this mind be in you. That's what he's saying. In our culture, we like to gain advantage on people. We like to gain advantage. You know, I, I remember last year, you know, my, my wife was telling me something that I also experienced. There was this car we had for a while, very nice. And there was this shop that we, she would always patronize. And she would go there in the former car that we had. And we just greet you. We greet normally, just talk to her, you know. And then when this new car came, she drove there. And ah, where do madam? Do you understand? I'm being very honest with you. I noticed it myself. There's, there's a bend. Every morning I take that bend, you know, I'm, and there are people sweeping there. You know, and I was, I was actually literally shocked. I was taking that bend in this new vehicle, and they said, ah, where don't sir? Ah, I'm sure they must have seen on my face I was shocked. Ah, it feels nice to be noticed, though. <laughs> Even though it's not me they noticed. And there was that temptation to adjust to it. That, oh, so this is how it is. This. Okay, I got something on you. That's, that's, that's the sobriety of the kind of life of, of many people. Always trying to gain an advantage over people. Hallelujah. But our model had every advantage and laid it aside. Do you know what it means to, you know, in some conversation? <laughs> Have you ever been in a conversation and someone is telling you about something he has or something he did and you know you have more and you have done more? And then there's the temptation to say, ah. Especially when the person is bragging. Praise the Lord. But instead, you just say, wow, I really thank God for you. And you mean it. And you mean it. And you mean it. Praise the Lord. So when you're looking at God telling you about laying aside advantage, not always seeking to gain advantage over others, not always seeking to get... So now... God help us. 
Praise the Lord. It's okay to have good stuff. But when you're always trying to show people, you know, it's, it's a terrible way to live. Another thing to watch out for is the propensity to revenge. We're we are talking about the love of Christ. Let me, let me read this to you so that you will understand what I'm talking about. Look at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. It says, be kind to one another. Please say that to the best of your side. Say, be kind to one another. Do you know what it means to be kind? Some people are not kind. You just talk to people anyhow. Practice kindness. You're more than a Lagosian. You're a child of God. Practice kindness. There's some things you shouldn't say to people. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, had forgiven you. So I'm talking about how that places a responsibility on you, even as God, for Christ's sake, for... So now, we have a standard for forgiveness. We see Christ as the model. And from his example, we learn. We learn what it means to lay aside advantage. Just so that we can serve people. So now we are not trying to show people that we are better than them. We are trying to help them get better. Do you understand the difference? We are trying to serve. Pastor Ken and I went somewhere. We are actually checking out a, a place. We are trying, you know, for something. And at some point, the lady said, you look familiar. And I said, okay, uh, my name is uh, Pastor Emmanuel Iran. She said, oh, I said it. And as we're walking out, she came and, and then she said, you're so soft-spoken. He said, there is no air around you. She's not the first person saying that. Because people are used to uh, it has to be a glory. You know what man? Your shoulder has to show. There's, there's no air around you. So, nice to meet you. There's no air around you. Hallelujah. So, so you, it's, what I'm saying should affect the way you talk to people the way you approach people, the way you, do you understand? And you know, you know it's not always easy. There are some people that try to take advantage of you, so you sit in it to, you know, how you doing? How you doing? <laughs> you know, that, that's not you. That's not you. This is you. What the Bible says, that's you. It says, be tender-hearted, be kind, even as God, for Christ's sake, forgive you. Look at chapter 5. Chapter 5, verse 1, Ephesians. It says, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. Hallelujah. Imitators of God as dear children. 
In what should we imitate? He says, and walk in love, verse 2, as Christ also had loved us and had given himself for an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. So, imit listen, so we are imitators of God in love. His approach is our approach. He laid aside advantage. I'm not trying to, I'm not going to be trying to gain advantage on people all the time. Praise the Lord. You can be a pastor and be kind. Hallelujah. Three weeks ago, someone came to see me. I know he's not doing so well financially. And after the conversation, you know, he stretched money to me. I said, I, said, I appreciate, but how, how are you doing? You know, you know, I said, actually, I'm not really doing fine. I took a loan from a relative just to sustain myself. So I said, it is from the loan that you took money to give me. I said, no. I said, no. I said, thank you. I really appreciate it. Take it. Hallelujah. One of the things I'm saying, I'm trusting the power of the Holy Spirit to keep exhibiting. And there's some, a lot of things I'm working on, so I'm, I'm not perfect. But let me say this. Ah, no. Don't worry. Hallelujah. But you get this right. So, now I look at Christ. I know what it means to lay advantage. And I know what it means to refuse to revenge. That he went through all of that. He didn't open his mouth. The Bible says he humbled himself, not in death, but unto death. There was a process before it. None of it was fine. Everything was ugly. He went through all of that. The humiliation. So there's an endurance to love. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's an endurance to love. An endurance to love. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. A consistency to it. He says, we should be imitators. So, look at what Matthew chapter 5 says. Matthew chapter 5 verse 38. I'm going to read on because of time. He says, you have heard that it has been said, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. But I say, some of you still, you see, you are not under the law, but under grace, except when it pertains to forgiveness. It is Moses who said an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. You, God help us. Praise the Lord. I'm talking about us, every one of us. To say, I don't have to be so vindictive. I don't have to always reply. Are you listening to me? Social media generation, are you listening to me? I don't have to always reply. I don't, you know, we even have auto-responses. Before they say you are mad, you are madder. Is that what it is? That's what the culture has made of us. 
an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. But he said, don't resist evil. If they should smite you in one cheek, turn the right cheek, um, smite you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. You know, we find a way to justify our carnality. Someone was preaching on this, and he said, he said, turn, if they slap you on the right cheek, turn the other cheek. He didn't say what will happen after that. I'm like, what is wrong with us? What is wrong with us? <laughs> Hallelujah. You know someone is being silly. He's trying to take advantage of you. And there are a million and one things you can do to show the person, I do pass you. I get pass you. But you just smile and walk away. That's what he's talking about. Praise the Lord. He's talking about handling difficult people. See, he said, if you do good to them that do good to you, you are not different from the heathen. Don't you understand? Everybody loves love. Everybody responds to love. What makes us children of God is our ability to listen. This is, this is the thing I want to talk about. Don't forget, I'm itemizing this now. The first thing is laying aside advantage. The second thing is refusing to revenge. The third thing is doing all of this to the undeserving. That's the love of Christ. If we're talking about the believer's love work, and we're talking about loving as Christ loved, what are the characteristics of Christ's love? The people he was demonstrating this love to were undeserving, were unthankful. So I'm practicing the love of Christ every time I see a difficult person. It's an opportunity to practice the love of Christ. Some of you are in that situation now. You have a boss in the office African parents, some of them, not many, sorry. Forgive that. Some of them. I know, I know this because from interaction, I've, I've heard stories. I told you, a boy told me his dad won't pay his fees. And then I had the opportunity to talk to the dad not too long after. He didn't know that his son had told me he's not paying his fees. And he was bragging to me. He had bought three houses. Are you getting what I'm saying? The cheapest of them was 80 million. Oh, sorry. All of them cost 80 million together. Sorry. That's very important, you know. But your son, his school fees is half a million, and you wouldn't pay. His friends had to be getting the, do you understand what I'm saying? Some of you, you've been hurt. By friends, by colleagues, by, do you understand? And it is the love of Christ that will make you respond the way God would respond to the undeserving. Hallelujah. If you are nice generally, that's not, that's not, it's normal human behavior to be nice to people who are nice to you. Praise the Lord. But when people provoke you, look down on you, call your names, how do you respond? 
That's what we're trying to learn in the Word of God today. I'm talking about like Joseph. Do you know that it's not as if Joseph, you know, first put his brothers in prison and said, you see, you see, let me tell you something about life. (laughs) You know, at least he would have schooled them first. And then said, I am Joseph. He didn't even do that. Ah, think about it. Ask yourself. You know, now, the word of God is about to change your mind. But currently, before I said this, they did all of that to you. They were going to kill you. Then they sell you to slavery. You go through all that you went through because of them. You, you are from a rich home, but you, ended up, you end up being a houseboy. You end up in prison. And now... You are prime minister, and the people that made you go through all that you went through are at your mercy. You know, in those days, <laughs> he had the signet ring of Pharaoh. He was wearing it. He could do anything to them. He could put them to lions to eat. He could make all of them his houseboys forever. That, even that would be mercy. Praise the Lord. He gave them lands. He settled them. Ah. Praise the Lord. Now that's something. That's the love of Christ. Look at 1 Peter chapter 2 as I begin to round off. 1 Peter chapter 2. Hallelujah. Say with me, I'm a doer of the word. First Peter chapter 2, verse 18. <laughs> Pay attention. It says, servants, be subject to your master with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but to what? Also to the what? Interesting. Everybody read 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 18 together. One, two, go. Can I tell you something? Let me just put it this way. Practice in life handling difficult people. When you have difficult people to deal with, you have two options. You can always run away. But when you, as you continue to run away, you will discover that you have missed an opportunity to grow. That's one. And you will meet even more difficult people. I've seen people leave jobs because there was someone in the office that didn't like them. A superior person. Newsflash. There will always, especially in this part of the world, almost always there will be someone in the office. If you can relate, let me see your hand. There must be someone in the office that just, he will just look for your last nerve and be dancing there. If you're going to keep running away from difficult people, you're going to leave this world. That's the only option. I'm not talking about the extremes where they are now trying, especially, you know, 
when it comes to physical abuse, sexual abuse, or all those kind of things. Those people need to be dealt with. Praise the Lord. But I'm just talking, you see, I don't like the way they talk to me. Welcome. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Some people, they are not even bullying you. What they are scolding you about is actually correct. Maybe you, you are actually terrible at that job. And you need to improve. Some of us can't even take correction. You want them to be paying you salary and still be telling you, ah, ah, you walked only 30 minutes yesterday. Please try, ah, ah, no. Do you know what it means to be paying people salary in this economy? If it's you, you wish out. I'm not making excuses for, <laughs> praise the Lord. I'm saying, just let me take correction. And take it as a challenge to improve yourself too. Hallelujah. Learn to handle people. Learn to talk. Learn how to respond. I'm not asking you to be a CC. <laughs> yes, ma. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. Humility is power under control. That's what it is. It's not to be defeated and to be subdued, but to have power under control. You know, if it is talking contest, you, they cannot win you. You that we know. Typewriter responder. You know, you, ah, I talk past you now. Did you go to schools where they used to do abuse competition? Two people will stand and they will start abusing. You mess. You know what this is? That's how we grew up. I went to two schools, though. <laughs> so I just be here. Stupid things, though. Hey, God. So by the time you are 15 in this part of the world, abuse is, yeah, you can't run out of ideas. <laughs> Hallelujah. What I'm saying will help you if you learn how to handle difficult people. To be diplomatic about it. And then he says, for this is thankworthy. This is thankworthy. If a man for conscience towards God endure grief, suffering wrongfully, for what glory is it when we are buffeted for your faults? You shall take it patiently, but if you do well and suffer for it, ye take it patiently. This is acceptable with God. This is the same thing Jesus taught. Blessed are you when man, men revile you and persecute you. You are doing everything you know to do. You're, you're, you're nice to people and they still talk to you in some way. He says there's a blessing for that. There's a blessing in that. He says, verse 21, for even here unto where you called. It's your calling. Hallelujah. Even here unto where you called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. It's your calling. 
When people take advantage of you, it's, it's your calling to handle things like that. Some people may never see you for who you really are. As long as it's you, they don't just believe. They don't, they don't, they don't. And it's okay. Praise the Lord. Sooner or later, you know, it's, it's okay for people not to like you. If, you. if you are upset about that, you are proud. It's okay. Sometimes you, you need to put yourself in their shoes and empathize with them. If it was you, someone else, God is blessing someone else so much, won't you eat a little? Make excuses for them. I understand. I'm so blessed. Praise the Lord. Even better, do it for Christ's sake. Praise the Lord. Is a leaving us an example to follow in his steps. Who did no sin, neither was guile found in his, in his mouth. Who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. He didn't respond. He didn't abuse back. You did grace, kerosene. You did mad, mathematics. Mumutins, mumutins. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. When he suffered, he threatened not. He committed himself to him that judged rightfully. So when he was doing that, he was in doing that, he was trusting Christ. He was trusting God who judges. There's a righteous judge. Hallelujah. Every time you take laws into your hand, you are, you are not demonstrating trust in God. Why was he able to be patient as he was? He committed himself to a righteous judge. And you know, in doing all of this, he wasn't, you know, there's a way you can be humble but still make everybody know that sin. You know, or like the people who say, hmm, it's because I'm now a believer. You know all those lines? If it was before. Have you heard people talk about their past as if they miss it? Ah, me before. Me before. They were now called their nickname, their former nickname. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is important. They will know us by our love. Say loud, amen. Yeah. What you're doing might be the only chance people have to see God. The only chance. I remember, you know, <laughs> I have an elder brother, the eldest one. He can be difficult. He's, he's sensitive, to put it mildly. And so everybody in the house is, used to be very careful. You know, but I went to school, got born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, and came back. And I didn't even announce in the house. But... We're watching something on the TV, and then I think that time we're still, there's this particular TV in the house that was still using antenna, and so he was adjusting it. And I had a good vantage point to see when it was getting clear. So I was just saying, okay, it's, it's, it's clear now. Ah, oh, you may say, it's clear now. But somehow it was, it was sensitive. I can't really explain why. Maybe because I'm younger, you know. And you say, you can't see that I'm doing it. And I just, I'm sorry. 
he, he literally stopped and looked at me. And he was silent. And then later that evening, he came to me. He said, I have to tell you this. Like, I was so shocked, you know, when he just responded patiently. He said, you told me that God had changed your heart. He said, now I, I truly believe it. Praise the Lord. As in, he literally melted. I could see it. And I wasn't even trying to, you know. God had really changed my heart because if it was before. <laughs> you know, because I, but I just responded like, oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean it that way. Just, Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14. Aha, this is a good one. Because this, this text has been misconstrued, but you understand it for what it really means. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14. Read it together, one, two, go. Follow peace with all men and holiness. Without which, you cannot see God. Is that what he said? That's how many people read it. Did he say, without which, you cannot see God? I'm asking a question. What did he say? No man. He's talking about demonstrating holiness in conduct. And people, by your conduct, let your light so shine. That men will see your good work and glorify you. He's telling you how your conduct reflects the nature of God. It's not, it's not a warning about missing heaven. Hallelujah. Follow peace with all men and holiness with men. So that in doing so, they will see God. It's our destiny. It's our calling. Hallelujah. In our conduct, in our, in our devotion, in, our, in, in, in our, the modus operandi of our life, men get to see God. Say loud, amen. amen. Romans chapter 12, the last text I'm going to read. Romans chapter 12, verse 17. It says, recompense to no man evil for evil. Preach that to the person by your side. Say, recompense... To no man, evil for evil. It says, provide things honest in the sight of all men. It says, if it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, said the Lord. I wish I had time to explain this. It says, therefore, if thine enemy hunger, he said, do, do what? If you thirst, do what? For in so doing, you heap coals of fire on his head. And this is the point of everything. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Can I tell you something? The biggest, one of the great statements of the redemptive work is the proof. That love will always overcome. Love will always overcome. 
in the short term, it looks like you are being cheated. You are not standing up for yourself. But if you choose to walk in love, you will always overcome. You will always overcome. You will always overcome. Hallelujah. I compare the wins I have in my relationship with people to the, to the wins I had you know, in the world when I always had to stand for myself and fight for my rights and give people a piece of my mind so that I can get what I want. It turns out I get what I want even more now. Just learning to talk to people the right way. Hallelujah. Wrath is not as powerful as you think. Love is more powerful. No matter how powerful evil is, the Bible says you can overcome evil with good. Hallelujah. You can love so much that evil people just leave you alone. You can. And even if they don't, it's your calling anyway. The Bible says in this you are called <laughs> to suffer like Christ suffered. Praise the name of the Lord. Say, thank you, Jesus. I walk in love. I refuse to be unforgiving. Hallelujah. All right, rise to your feet. Were you blessed? Did you learn anything? Thank you, Jesus. Please hold someone by your side as I pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, with men, it is impossible, but not with God. The type of love that we're talking about, our natural human propensity can accommodate it. But you've infused in us your spirit. We choose to let that spirit gain ascendancy to influence our thoughts and our actions. We choose to walk in love. Let your love radiate, defeat our weakness, influence our actions. We are doers of the word. So everyone now, we need to let go, we let go. That from tomorrow at the office or at school, wherever we find ourselves, the people around us will know that we have heard the word. We are doers of the word because it will influence our actions. And for this, we thank you because your spirit has empowered us to walk in a manner that is consistent with your will. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. We pray. Say loud, amen. Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For inquiries, reach us on our helpline 0809-996-7000. Blessings.